Welcome to Machine Learning. Talking about um, a book written called um, The uh, Business of Software. In 1980, 1996, I too went from $20 a share to $111 a share in 2000 for four years. Um, and then to 41 cents in 2002. Writing off the value of acquisitions that never lived up to their promise caused I2 to lose nearly $8 billion in 2001. Revenues in 2002 showed that I2, nev I2 never really had a billion dollar business. In 2001, according to the reinstated financial information, it cost I2 about $1.32 for every dollar of revenue, including all operating charges and expenses. In 2001, it cost I2 $9 for every dollar in sales. In 2001 and 2002, I2 sold more service-like items, maintenance, product enhancements, upgrades, and customizable customized contract software. Service being the slow improvisioning factor. Between 1999 and 2002, $950 million in software license fees required the company to perform services that are essential to the functioning <clears throat> of our product. I2, I2 products were complex hybrids requiring time and expertise to install, tailor, and integrate into customer information systems. The software was difficult to sell in high volumes. Once installed, customers claimed to realize major cost savings and large returns on their I2 investments. A large part of I2's technical organization was located in India, where costs were lower. <clears throat> CEO Sidhu said, after growing 97% in 2000, total revenues fell to $986 million, and in the second quarter, I2 reported its first quarterly pro forma loss. I2 needed a wide group of satisfied and loyal customers. Sidhu's Classic MBA style management solution shifted from establishing a horizontal product platform with established short-term and long-term contracts towards cost-cutting measures. That was a that was a mistake, and we'll in towards the end of the book they conclude that the strategy should have been towards building a product, not a service, and um, focusing on innovation, not cost-cutting. As customers slowed spending, we reduced our quarterly, quarterly cost structure by more than $100 million from the first to the fourth quarter. We re reorganized our operations, reduced our workforce, refocused sales force, consolidated office, reduced discretionary expenditures, and began transition more research and development to India, where 
we have a three to one cost advantage over developing in the U.S. That was the second mistake that I2 made, CEO made, is assuming that Indian programmers could program as well as American programmers. American programmers are the uh, one of the the most productive groups in the world, and as evidence, uh, the so- some of the so- largest software companies in the world originate from America and have at the core American programmers. Large profits uh, result from the manufacturing of products and follow with service contracts. However, when times became bad, revenue collapsed and uh, consumer buying uh, new products. See, you know, the, I remember the 2000s. There was uh, the dot-com boom was coming to an end and uh, Web 2.0 hadn't started yet. So the... Um, E-commerce was barely, uh, barely even scratching the surface of the companies, not even one percent. And uh, and even though there was a lot of hype on the internet about e-commerce companies, most companies were not e-commerce. They had not moved uh, opened up web APIs for their customers, uh, and everything was still running fairly traditional. You had the Y2K come to an end and um and so there this huge expenditure of six trillion dollars or more into it uh was shrinking down and so things looked like they were collapsing uh thing, uh politics were were raging and uh and as a result uh the economy was slowing down also you had the effect of um 9/11 and the impact that they had on companies as uh, uh, different fiscal policies like stimulus were creating uh, 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 concerns about uh, how the economy was doing. The companies most likely to survive are those with loyal and satisfied set of customers who pay for reoccurring fees over long-term contracts for product updates, bug fix, customization, and other services. If product sales do not resume, then services and fees will not be enough to save the company. That's a true statement. Service and fees do not save companies. Product sales save companies. And that's and that's a critical uh acknowledgement here in building software is that you produce software that you sell not services what i now realize all too painful is that this potential failure to buy puts revenues of software products at considerable risk short term for three to five years service revenues during the i2 boom grew faster than the product sales revenues Software companies can double or triple their revenues over time through the accumulation of contracts for service and customized software, including maintenance, even if new software product sales lag behind its growth. Over the lifetime of many enterprise software products, 70% or more of the total cost to the customer comes from service and maintenance fees and only 30% from the original product sale. But the original product sale cannot be downplayed. You cannot make money just with services. There has to be the initial product sell to keep the company afloat. 
and to have the profit margins necessary to invest in the infrastructure to uh, provide products and services, um, service and maintenance on the product. The product versus uh, service tension occurs because they know they must eventually move towards selling more labor-intensive and less profitable service. It also is possible for software product companies to gravitate to too much services and ruin the potential of their product business. <clears throat> Many times customization is required to get customers the service portion of their revenues to rise, installation upgrades, and to become more complex because they have included the enhancements. It takes time to establish a standardized product. The next company, Business Objects, and that's a San Jose company, grew consistently steady profits from 2001 to 2002. Business Objects was, were simpler to install and customize. Between 1993 and 2002, Business Objects went from 18% services and maintenance to 46%. Oracle went from 40 to 64. So the uh, um, the ERP companies understood the need to tailor products to customers or go out of business. And, and uh, ERP's enterprise resource planning and uh, what we saw with ERP is that uh, they would um, segment the processes and then allocate the pro large number of resources per process, lots of software development, large systems, and an uh, attempt to um, acquire larger portions of the market through functions and features. But uh, as a result of these processes, they required lots of consulting to set up the systems. They were complex. Uh, they had to have a lot of training because they used, uh, they didn't use uh, existing tools or development they, environments. They, they created their own uh, 4GL uh, libraries. And as a result, then there was lots of customization that had to be paid for in order to get um, business functionality uh, for specific scenarios. SAP is the big, big ERP system. SAP revenues in 1997 through 2002 rose from 2.7 billion to 6.9 billion. Uh, employees increased from 11,558 to 28,604. Uh, SAP grew rapidly by hiring rapidly, so the company is not a, an exception, and the trend cannot continue on forever. A company starts out in a vertical market, gains market share, then slowly expands into horizontal markets. Small companies usually do not have the resources required to build a product that can compete effectively in a horizontal market, capturing larger and larger percentage of market share. The author states concerning his experience with high technology companies. During these years, I believe, and I think most venture capitalists, managers, and 
entrepreneurs also believe that it was much better to be mainly a products company. I no longer think that is true. Software companies should want to sell lots of copies of the product. Companies that get heavily into customizing their product for each customer and providing services such as strategic advice, training, and integration work with other software systems, as well as selling large amounts of maintenance and technical support, have become a service company. Service companies are labor-intensive organizations with lots of unique projects. Companies like Price, Waterhouse, Cooper, EDS, Accenture, Capgemini, Ernst & Young are IT service firms. Microsoft or Adobe are pure product companies. Basic financial metrics. Industry analysts place a high value on the percentage of a software company's revenues that come straight from licensing fees and the growth rate of this percentage over time, growth and stable sales. Number two, another measurement is sales productivity or revenue per employee, 200K per year per employee for a company to be profitable. Companies can have high sales productivity and still lose by overspending in R&D, marketing, and administration. Sales and marketing, 25 to 30% of the total revenue. R&D, 10 to 15%. General administration, 5%. And a profit margin, 20 to 30%. Again, high revenue and profits per employee low cost relative to revenues are much easier to achieve if you have the best selling shrink wrap software product. Companies cannot charge too much for services. There are many Indian companies that can do work for less or the company may decide to do the customization themselves. Software vendors that do mainly customized development or service work um, can also make lots of money, but only as long as they hire lots of people. A products company should have well over half of its revenue coming from new sales of software products. And that's the key factor, survival in software, is that you're selling product. The difference in gross profit margin between selling licenses versus service is amazing. Business Objects in 2002 sold $244 million in licenses with $3 million attributable to costs for a 99% profit margin. Business Objects service revenue of $211 million consumed $71 million in costs for a profit margin of 61%. Business Objects had R&D costs of $75 million or 16.5% of sales. In 2002, Business Objects had sales and marketing expenses of $222 million or 49% of revenue. Software products are generally more profitable than services and maintenance uh, revenues and easier to grow without adding headcount. Horizontal market case study of Skyfire started with three people receiving... 4 million in venture capital and topped off at 25 employees before exhausting. Skyfire platform allowed developers to port PC applications or develop them for wireless handheld devices. The company 
tried to go for a horizontal market immediately trying to get Microsoft, Nokia, Palm 2, and Bad Fire, Sky software technology into their operating system or server software building wireless applications that ran lean. Imagine that you could securely and wirelessly connect from your PDA, laptop, or home PC to all applications that reside in um, your office. Good enough. Microsoft back office and .NET framework to sell. Palm had Code Warrior. Nokia had its own technology. Skyfire thought they had a competitive advantage, saying, Our technology includes a unique compression, encryption, and transmission techniques, and the device software that automatically enables any wireless device to perform like a computer terminal connected to the network. The horizontal market could have been a bonanza for the company, but it provided provided impossible, proved to be impossible to crack. <clears throat> Vertical markets would have been easier to conquer. Every software company should periodically reevaluate its products to determine if it's getting the breadth of offerings right. The danger is bundling, bundling weak products with strong ones and not improving them. Horizontal markets can require enormous investment and skill to master. Once a company has crossed the chasm into the early majority with at least a niche product, it can be used as a base to expand into other segments, looking for related segments to leverage the technology expansion. Increasing sales force during the early adopters is not preferred because early adopters are not strong reference sources. The tipping point is 10% market acceptance. I like this book.